So it's a new year, 2021, and thank heavens it's finally upon us. I think a lot of us would agree that we'd like to do this one a little bit differently than last year. I'm Jason Sapriani, and this is Jason Perlow. And on today's Jason Squared, we're going to talk about all the things that Jason and I are going to be doing new and different this year, hopefully setting the year off right. All right, Perlo, I guess we could kind of call this a tech resolution episode, something we're, we're going to openly commit to and hopefully, you know, have some accountability for holding us to it throughout 2021. Uh, so what's the first thing on your list this year? Well, the, the first thing on my list is one that I, I wanted uh, to get done uh, last year, but I couldn't get it done. I had even I had planned out. Uh, a solar energy uh, install for my home. I was going to replace, I was going to put all these these panels up on my roof. I was going to do a, yeah. a Tesla backup battery. You know, this is an anticipation of someday uh, having to replace my cars, you know, with, uh, with, a, with, with, with electric vehicles. And, you know, in Florida, you know, we have all this sunshine. I wanted to make it work for me. Unfortunately, you know, we had the pandemic and, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't uh, justify uh, you know, spending that kind of money on a, on a solar power system, um, you know, because we're talking tens of thousands of dollars here uh, in terms of yeah. investment. Um, with everything that was going on, uh, you know, it, it didn't make sense. So, but this year, uh, you know, my 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 full time employment situation is more stable. Uh, you know, uh, things appear to be getting better. You know, with the COVID situation and whatnot. Uh, so, I think I'm going to commit to actually getting uh, that solar roof. Uh, installed in in 2021, absolutely. So are you doing the actual the Tesla roof tiles, or are you just doing the big solar panels? You know that. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, originally, we were going to do the original solar array on top of a roof, yeah. uh, but then okay. after we this year we had some inspections done on the property uh, in terms of you know the engineering studies and stuff that had to get done prior to installing this stuff. And it turns out the entire roof needs to be replaced because the house is 28 gotcha. years old. So it's actually more economical to do a full roof replacement with Tesla than it is to build yeah. a roof and then to add the panels. But unfortunately, Florida, we're still waiting on some wind, uh, wind. Um, I guess I wouldn't call it mitigation, but 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 Tesla's qualifications certifications uh, for South Florida. Originally, they wanted 165 mile hour certification structural. Now they want 170, so that's extending that yes. that a couple a couple months. So it'll be a couple months before I think we can even think about putting one in. Uh, but you know we're we're getting to the point where we're gonna have to do our engineering and 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 get a whole bunch of stuff you know uh, ready to do it. And that's I'm exciting. I, it. I've seen a lot of pictures. I'm I own a Tesla uh, car, and have had my order in for Tesla Solar for. I'm coming up on a year and a half and they just have not expanded to my area. I've had my de deposit in, system picked out. I'm just waiting for them to you know, have availability here. But as part of that, I'm part of a lot of Tesla groups on Reddit and Facebook and whatever else. Um, and so I see a lot of pictures of the, the solar roof tiles and they look fantastic. And from, especially here in Colorado where snow is a big deal, um, from what I've seen, they've, they've held up quite well to snow, but hurricane force winds, 170 miles an hour is a whole different beast there. So uh, I'm with you. I hopefully will get my solar system installed this year. Uh, it's going to cut down on a lot of costs. And hey, if I'm not paying for energy to drive my car around, I'm I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, so what else are you going to do this year? What other tech resolutions? I am going to take the plunge to M1 Max. 
Nice. Um, I, I know that you've done it and I you have. really like it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know that Beth has done it and a couple others, have, and you know, and ZDNet had done it. I'm still working on Intel uh, currently because this, this, I bought this one, I think, like in late, uh, actually, or very early 2019. So, uh, to, to, early, early, early 2020. Yeah, um, so, it's, it's a 2009. It's a 2019-2020 era uh, yeah. Intel Mac, uh, MacBook Pro 16. It's a nice machine, uh, but I do want to run a, a, a MacBook, I mean, um, either a Mac Mini probably, uh, you know, with the, whether I do it early in the year or if I do it towards later in the year, I'm not sure. I was waiting for uh, the 16 gig ones to become available. So hopefully I can start ordering, I can, I can order one and it'll come in a reasonable period of time. I want to get my wife off her Windows uh, 10, you know, five-year-old Windows 10 machine, uh, you know, it's it's starting to clunk around. Uh, you know, I, I just don't want to be an IT administrator anymore in my yeah. own house. Look, I, I, got, I got nothing against Windows. I got nothing against Microsoft. I use plenty of Microsoft stuff. I just, at the point in my life, you know, I, I, you know, someone once told me that, you know, once you hit 50 years old, you want your life to be simpler. Sure. I totally agree with it. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be an IT administrator. I already am with all this networking equipment I play with and stuff. I just don't want my, my desktop computers to be a full-time profession, just yeah. supporting them and keeping them running in my house. I mean, the Macs, they just run. I don't really think about them on a day-to-day basis besides, you know, when, when they, when, besides having a capable technical glitch like right. we've had this morning. <laughs> would like plugging stuff in and out that doesn't want to yeah. get plugged in and out. Yeah. Um, it, that's just, that's, there hasn't been much problems with me in terms of daily usage of, of being a Mac user. I mean, as a writer, I can get my writing done. I don't have to worry about all this crazy security garbage that has to be done, a constant, constant patching and updating and stuff. Look, if you're a business, you need to have windows for your line of business application. I get it, but I just don't, I don't need them in this house anymore. Yeah, I, I understand totally. I Like you said, I did take the plunge after I reviewed the MacBook Pro, M1 MacBook Pro. I bought one for myself. I kept going back and forth between the Mac Mini and a MacBook Pro. Ultimately, went with 16 gigs of memory, uh, one terabyte hard drive or SSD. Uh, it took, I, I waited five weeks for it to be delivered. So it was a little bit of a wait when I ordered it, but uh, it showed up a few weeks ago right before the holidays and I have zero complaints so far. Actually, I do have one complaint and it's related to Sony. Their webcam software, which worked perfectly on my review MacBook Pro with the M1 chip, uh, is no longer available to download and install to work with my camera that I use to record the show. So I have an IO Gear HDMI device that mimics you know, a webcam being plugged into my camera or into my computer. So. Sony, update the software, please. It worked. It doesn't work now because you won't let me download it. But that's the only issue I've really ran into is just that one compatibility uh, hiccup. And I didn't realize that until this week when I went to install it and get the camera running before we started recording. Uh, but thankfully, I have that IO Gear HDMI adapter to make it work. Um, as for me, I think in the same vein of you wanting to streamline your computers, I... And making a commitment, I've already started this, and I'm going to do it throughout the rest of the year. And going all in on HomeKit and automation of all things in my home. You know, about a year ago on this very show, I said, I'm tearing out all my hubs, smart home products, all the various items. I'm tired of it. They all have their own app, their own service. Using stuff to control them is a mess. And I 
I really did. And for about a year, I didn't have much going on as far as smart home automation or any smart home devices outside of a few cameras and random things I would test throughout the year, but nothing stuck. Um, but however, recently I installed some HomePod minis throughout the house, which act as HomeKit hubs, as well as some Apple TVs, which are also HomeKit hubs. And it's made the process of controlling lights and creating automations much simpler and far more streamlined. I even set up a Raspberry Pi with a HomeBridge software on it, which effectively mimics a HomeKit hub for all the devices that don't officially support HomeKit. So for example, Ring has zero HomeKit support. They've said at yeah. one point they were going to offer it, they don't offer it, but using HomeBridge, I'm able to view all of my Ring cameras, get their motion alerts all through HomeKit on my phone and even use that to automate various things uh, within my office or at my house itself. So, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the year, I plan on learning how to really take advantage of shortcuts, which is the iPhone app, iPad app, uh, to automate some stuff. Right now, I have some home automation set up. So when I turn on the light in my office, it turns on a few other lights. It unlocks my computer via SSH or it wakes my computer via SSH command. So by the time I walk to my desk, it's already on. It's unlocked because it connects to my watch and ready for me to start working. There's not that 10 or 15 seconds waiting for it to wake the monitor and all of that. It, it yeah. eliminates that time. So I'm going to continue messing with HomeKit. I need some motion sensors. I need some more light switches and light bulbs and stuff like that. But I'm finally committing to a home automation platform. And I didn't expect it to be HomeKit, but it is. So that's where we're at. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, if you're going to pick, if you're going to automate your house, try to standardize on one platform and ecosystem. Yeah. Because if you start mixing and matching stuff, it gets really unwieldy. So I, I Obviously, you know, I, I standardize on Alexa uh, and Amazon and stuff that specifically plugs into that ecosystem. And I chose one lighting system automation uh, company. I went with Lutron, which is pretty much flawless. Um, and I got rid of all of my other, most of my other, you know, plugs and things like that. So, so that has kept things uh, pretty normalized. Um, I, I think HomeKit definitely works quite well for people who use it. Um, I just didn't go in that direction because I've, I've been Amazon for so long, you know, and it, it would just it just made sense to stay with Amazon. But yeah, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna pick two ecosystems, definitely Amazon and 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 um, and, and Apple's uh, HomeKit system, I think are probably the two best working ones now. I don't love Google's one. I, I think I think I think Google really. I don't have a nice thing to say about them because they kind of <laughs> messed up their their works with Nest. Uh, you know, partnership system. And, and like, I got so many p devices that are, are still scrambling to reintegrate with that, with, with them. Um, yeah. So it's, 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 it's really quite, uh, I, I really wish Google had did a better job. Um, I expected better of them. To, to, yeah. You know, I frankly. have a couple Nest thermostats, but those are now part of HomeKit through right. my HomeBridge installation. So I don't need to worry about the Nest app anymore or what account I'm signed in with or not signed in with. I'm just able to use the home app on my iPhone or iPad or even my Mac and, and control it and set up automations with them directly. So, um, you know, I don't think I'm going to go out and spend a couple hundred bucks on the two different thermostats that I control right now just to make them HomeKit compatible because it's working well enough with the free installation of HomeBridge. So that's that's good. You know, one other topic we talked a lot about last year, especially with all of us sitting at home, was streaming and subscriptions and subscription fatigue. And oh man, you have a lot of subscriptions, don't you? I, 
I, I actually got a point where I couldn't figure out just how many I had because I, I was like, okay, we got Netflix. Okay, I'm paying for that. Uh, we got Hulu. Okay, I'm paying for that. I got Amazon. Oh, yeah, Amazon Prime and Amazon Video. I'm paying for that. Uh, we got Apple One. Oh, yeah, I'm paying for that. Oh, wait, we got Disney. I'm paying for that. And uh, wait, I got uh, I got I got CBS. I got to have Star Trek. And well, wait, I'm also getting HBO because I'm paying for AT and T, and they're giving me that. So I got like eight of these damn things. Um, yeah. Now, I'll give, yeah. It, it, it's nuts, and I don't need them all year long. No. Either. Yeah. Right. So it, right. Right. Did you sign up for Discovery Plus? That launched this week. I did not sign up for Discovery Plus. Okay. So um, that's one less subscription than you could. One less. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really kind of hoping for consolidation in this space. Um, I well, think, you know, that's called a cable subscription. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Disney is probably going to merge with Hulu. Um, I don't know what, what CBS is going to end up doing. Um, but, you know, it's like everybody, it used to be that, you know, you could have maybe like, you know, there was there used to be some overlap between like Prime and, and yeah. Netflix. and But now they're each of them are getting exclusivities to content. So like you can't like. It's it you can't win at this no anymore at all. So you're going to streamline your subscriptions? Is that what you're going to do? I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go back. So I'm in the same boat as you. Too many subscriptions to count. I recently sat down with my wife. We made a spreadsheet going over who was subscribed to what and how much it cost us. And I thought we had a good handle on it. And weeks later, I was thinking of stuff. Oh yeah, I'm subscribed to that too. I need to go back and add it. And I haven't done that. I haven't gone back and added it, which is part of one of my resolutions. And that is getting more digitally organized uh, myself. And that is, you know, organizing my Apple Music library. I was going through it just yesterday, trying to find something to listen to. And I had these random one-off songs. There was a Beach Boys song in there I'd never heard of in my library. And I had no idea how it got there. It said I had never even listened to it yet. There's a Beach Boys song in my library, and it just a lot of extra fluff and unnecessary stuff gets added to it throughout using apps and testing other items. So, what I want to do is sit down and go through like my spare hard drives and see what's on those and get rid of stuff I don't need. Or my password manager is full of 700 accounts, and I probably only use 30 accounts on a you know regular, maybe monthly basis, or you know maybe 100 accounts quarterly. So going through and deleting. Not only the entries in my password manager, but also deleting those accounts that exist that don't need to exist anymore. That's just a security, you know, policy waiting to be violated. You know, um, so subscription services is is part of that for me personally because now I need to worry about which accounts I have and all of that. You know, funny story. I, it's going to get us distracted just a little bit, but I have Comcast service here at home internet only. And they've been emailing me probably once a month for the last six months, asking me to sign up for their Flex streaming box. Uh, you get it for free if you get internet from Comcast and it allows you to access Peacock Premium for free because you have your Comcast Xfinity subscription. So I wasn't gonna do it because I didn't care to have another subscription service under you know my name. And uh, then they took the office off of Netflix. And as of January 1st, the entire catalog is only available on Peacock mm. Premium. So I ordered the Flex, it's free, shows up. I figured um, my daughter is obsessed with the office as we all are, but she is really obsessed with it. And she was sad it was leaving Netflix. So I figured it's free, she could use it when she wants to watch the office. Uh, well, it turns out once you activate your, Net your Peacock Premium account, 
through the Flex streaming box, you have a, just a full-fledged account. Login, credentials, everything. So I disconnected mm. the box. It's now sitting on a shelf, and I have a free Peacock Premium account. So I just, you know, I'm trying to streamline stuff, but yet at the same time, I'm doing stuff like that. So it's it, there's going to be a lot of work to get you know, it you talk, You know, you talked about having all these accounts out there. I actually got an alert uh from my iphone of all things because apparently iphone has a a way of of, of telling you if there's been leaks of, of passwords yeah uh, it's and, new in and, ios 14. yeah it's the first time I, I i noticed it it says you got there's been a leak and all these accounts that you have on the internet are shared have shared passwords go reset them immediately and yeah, yeah i do use a shared password on some of the up uh, for the same type for a certain class of of accounts uh, and i have a different password i use for different class of accounts you know so because uh, I, I don't use a password manager. I, I just, you know, I have, I just know I have two or three main passwords that I use for different things. And they were compromised on like 20 different services. I last night, I literally had to log into like 20 different things and reset a whole bunch of stuff like IOT systems and, and email platforms, all that stuff I had to reset. Yeah. Um, so that thing, you, you really need to be careful of, you know, using that stuff, shared passwords on services um, and things like that. Um, delete stuff that you're not using. I mean, there's like 20 or 30 different things I hadn't touched in like five years um, that there was, yeah. you know, that had to be it was like, what am I using this stuff for? Uh, but I'm going to think more about network and account security. Um, I really should start taking my own advice on how I should be securing my whole network, how I, again, how I handle securing all these various accounts on different services. Um, I've begun transitioning over to Wi-Fi 6. Uh, for the devices that support it and the WPA3 protocol. Uh, but I'm going to probably end up going to VLAN, all the IoT stuff uh, it, that are still using older versions of, you know, Wi-Fi uh, and segment them off of my internal network. There's no reason why they should all be allowed to talk to each other willy-nilly. Um, I'm also going to reevaluate, you know, all the services and internet services I, uh, I use out there and make sure I'm using two-factor authentication on all of them. Uh, you know, most of them in Miami, you know, like my, my emails and stuff. But if if a service offers it, I'm going to start using it. Um, and I'm going to, and again, I'm going to delete all the accounts and all the services uh, I'm not using. It, it, it just it just makes sense now. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the only way to be. I, I don't know about you, but I routinely get uh, password change requests, emails in the middle of the night from someone trying to get into my account. Yeah. Uh, various accounts. Instagram was the latest one. I think about a week ago, I woke up to two password reset emails, um, which I have two-factor authentication enabled on. So even if they were somehow able to get into my email, which also has two-factor, um, right. you know, they still would have struggled a bit to get into it. But it, it's a it's a regular occurrence for me. It's something that unfortunately I have to deal with. So I've always, if a service offers it, two-factor is turned on immediately. That's just it's just part of it. My password manager handles the code for me, even copies and pastes it in when I sign in. I don't have to, you know, it's not extra work for me because of the password manager itself. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Getting more serious about security um, network or account wise is a smart decision. and something I think, even if you feel like you're good, doing a good job at, it's probably something you need to sit down and take another look at because there's gonna be some glaring holes and weaknesses in, in your approach. Um, as far as, Privacy goes, I have, um, and this goes along with wanting to tra transition to HomeKit and away from Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home, is just a, a different approach to privacy. I wanna get more serious about my personal privacy as well as my, 
my family's privacy with our browsing habits and what we do online and the information companies store about us. Um, so I've already switched to Safari, which I know there's still some issues there with using Safari, but it at least is a little bit more private than Chrome. Um, and over the coming weeks, months, days, whatever, I plan on switching to like DuckDuckGo for my search engine. I tried it for, for a couple hours the other day and just wasn't giving me the same results as Google does, which is part of the problem. So I think having to retrain my brain, the search query that works for DuckDuckGo or other platforms is going to be part of that process. It's not going to be an overnight change at all. But, you know, and then looking at things like iOS 14's privacy labels that they have on apps now that show, you know, what each app is collecting on you. And, and hopefully soon Apple hits that switch where you can opt in or opt out of all that information being shared with them and doing an audit of what apps are on my phone or tablet and, you know, going through a list like that. I need to get more serious about privacy and making sure it stays here with us instead of, you know, being the product on the other end of it. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I, you know, in terms of you know, this, we've been talking a lot about our digital health, right, yeah. with a lot of this stuff. Um, but frankly, uh, we got to get into personal health. Um, I, I need to get more active. Yeah, this so do year. I. Uh, I mean, I, I had a, I, I went to the doctor the other day just to, for for the early checkup. He's like, all right, all right, dude, you've been sitting on your butt like way too much the last year. And I, look, I know I need to get out and be more active. I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, a fitness plus addict like my wife is now, but I do plan to use the activity tracking more. And I'm finally going to get on that bicycle that's been collecting dust in my garage awesome. and actually get out into the open air. I am, I'm just sick of doing nothing. I'm, I'm just like done with it. Well, Jason looks like you got hit by a meteor. So now I'm holding the bag over here at ZDNet. Um, in closing, I'd like to say, yeah, you know what? Both of us need to get more active. We're both sitting on our butts. But you know what? When that vaccine comes out, make sure you get it. And it doesn't matter whether it's one of these new mRNA or DNA vaccines like the Moderna or the Pfizer or, or one of the more traditional, uh, what they call adenovirus vaccines or weakened virus vaccines coming out later. Uh, I'm personally committed to getting one. The earlier, the better. And until then, and probably even after then, I will be exercising social distancing and using masks when I'm in public spaces. Um, I hope all of you do too. Uh, please stay safe. Let's have this be a happy and healthy uh, and safe 2021. I'm Jason Perlow. Uh, for my colleague, Jason Cipriani, um, this is ZDNet, and this is Jason Squared.